Welcome to episode 134 of Fourth and John. I am Gail Saunders here with Evan Hollywood Hearn. And today we are talking again, practice, practice, practice. They say practice makes perfect in the city of brotherly love. You could expect Eagle fans to expect perfection. It's not always a real thing to expect perfection in life. You have to take the uh, bumps and bruises and move on. And if we're going to talk right off the bat, Carson Wentz didn't have his best day of practice, but this is where our players get better. And, you know, the, the whole mood of today's the defense got the best of the offense. But, Evan, how are you doing today? I'm doing all right, man. We are one day closer to some Eagles football. The Hearn House is one day closer to another dog under our roof. Some exciting stuff all around. But just build off what you just said. You're exactly right. I mean, not every day of practice is going to be something that blows you away. There's going to be rough days. Then there's going to be good days. Today, the defense ended up winning. But there's some positives we can really take away from that is just seeing all of these defensive backs like Avante Maddox, Jalen Mills, they're starting to solidify their starting positions going into week one. Uh, Avante Maddox is really showing out, looking like he could be that guy opposite of Darius Slay to start out the season. Jalen Mills, we knew kind of was going to be the safety uh, opposite of Rodney McLeod, but he's really starting to show some flashes and prove that he is a good fit there. Kind of sad to see Carson Wentz have not the best day. And, you know, Jalen Rager wasn't exactly jumping off the page today, but you got to shake the rust off, man. It's all, this is why we have training camp. This is why we're loosening up. Yeah. I, I, talking about loose, loose with the football in terms of you want to see Wentz tighten up some of those throws. He had a throw to Earth that was low and behind. And then he had another throw, Dallas Goddard. We always talked about Wentz, how he sailed some of these balls. He had one that sailed a little bit high and then uh, he had a, Quest Watkins, who was open, and he led him too far. And then Jimmy Kempsey had put out a tweet talking about seeing Wentz throw his helmet, and he's never seen Wentz that upset, visibly upset. I would love to be a fly on the wall to see what kind of swear he said. Was it freaking or was it uh, gosh dag nabbit? Was it a real swear? But obviously he was a little upset. I think that play was down by the red zone where he um, again aired another ball pretty high and out of bounds. I think, you know, it, again, you can't expect perfection all the time. This is practice. This is where the players get better. And I think the Wentz haters out there, the game's ink today that they can read. But obviously, we're not Wentz haters here on this podcast. It's practice makes perfect in my mindset. Yeah, absolutely, man. And him throwing these picks, there was one, he threw a couple today. There there was one that ended up going through Nickel Roby Coleman's hands, ended up not getting picked, but he did get picked off by the white snake today, Nate Gary. I well, mean, granted, it was not his fault. It was not his fault. Corey Clement, I mean, we talked high praise last night. We were talking yeah. about how Corey Clement could possibly be such a huge factor if he can contribute to this uh, running back group. He didn't have the best day of practice today. But I think one thing that we can really consider in all of this is the fact that our man, Jason Kelsey, right in the center of the line, he had Veterans Day off today. So... I mean, you know, that offensive line, missing a key piece like that, maybe those rushes are getting through and they're playing a little bit shaky. I mean, but they, at the end of the day, you got you to gotta treat the veterans like royalty. Jason Kelsey is royalty in the city of Philadelphia. But on that front, the veterans had that rest day. Deshaun Jackson, Malik Jackson, Jason Kelsey all had rest days. Derek Barnett and Hargrave still not out there, but they do. That's going to be multiple weeks on that front. 
but they do have a realistic shot of coming back and being in the lineup on week one. But Jim Schwartz actually mentioned that he's not concerned about Derek Barnett and Javon Hargrave. He, he's like what he saw from Derek Barnett, a guy that Eagles Nation is pretty tough on right now, who's dealing with a leg injury, lower leg injury. But again, if, if Schwartz isn't concerned right now, I'm okay. I'm feeling well, okay about that. They mentioned today that they have he has a realistic opportunity to start week one, both of them. So yeah. we were nervous about that. The thing to consider, though, is these guys, if they're missing all this time, they're going to be just thrust into week one with not much training camp underneath of them. These guys are still going to have to get their strength up, get back in the groove of the game. I look at, we were just talking about how the veterans get treated like royalty. I, there was an interesting quote that came out of practice today from uh, one Mr. Avante Maddox, because it seems like not just the quarterbacks are wearing the red shirts this year. He was talking about Zach Ertz and how he was coming across the middle. And he said, if it wasn't Ertz, if it was anybody else, I would have made a clean hit. Zach is a very valuable piece to our offense. I, I mean, I was going nowhere near that. And so I think that kind of respect to have for our guy, Zach Ertz, they know that we need him out there. And I, I, to me, that really stuck out. That was a really heads up play by Avante. Well, I think there are players on football teams in college. I've had players and teammates who are like rookies or young players who try to like, you know, make a name for themselves in practice where you're like, it's not full goal live and it's like a thud drill and they try to take someone's head off just because. Uh, but I think that shows his maturity. That shows his awareness. You know, obviously this is a team sport and you got to take care of your teammates, especially in practice. You're not trying to kill your, your teammates, but it does happen. It does happen. Avante's already seen one of his tight ends get snuck this off season. So, you know, he's trying not, he's not trying to make it too. Yeah, I think um, Avante, the key thing about Avante, I think him making those strides to lock up that number two spot, it's interesting. You know, we, we've been talking about Sidney Jones and that battle. Is it Avante to lose or is it a actual fight? And right now it seems like Avante's holding down the fort. Yeah. Uh, there's a, another quote from Avante. He said on the influence of Slay, he said, he's willing to help and teach me as much as I, he can. His goal, like he always tells me, I want you to be better than me. So I'm going to give you everything I got. And that's great to have that veteran presence from Slay. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're talking about a guy who's rooting for his his teammate and trying to make him better. At the end of the day, that's good to hear on the Avante Maddox front. Again, a guy who we got him on uh, was it day fourth round, mm-hmm. fourth round pick. And for him to make an immediate impact last season. Um, and to see him develop to potentially be that starter for right now, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. So out of all of those cornerbacks that we've had um, the past few years on this Eagles team, like I think Avante Maddox has kind of been flying under the radar among the other cornerbacks that we have. Um, Russell Douglas is a guy who I had a lot of potential for, but really hasn't displayed uh, everything that we've wanted out of him. I mean, we know the story with Sidney Jones, and today – was not another great day. I mean, you look at him getting beat badly by a guy like Robert Davis, who is a wide receiver that ultimately is not going to end up making this roster. You know, if he can't get it done, if he if he's missing awfully on overthrown balls by Nate Sudfield and leaping and just completely whiffing, Sidney Jones is not looking like the first round potential that we thought we were going to be getting in him. And, you know, that's pretty concerning. But when we have a guy like Avante Maddox stepping up, a guy that you said we got on uh, a day three, that's something that we really need to be on the opposite end of Slay. And now, like you, you mentioned, uh, Russell, 
know, Russell, again, some people are saying he should be back there playing safety. I think Russell has those moments. He flashes here and there, but he also, the other end of the spectrum, he, I mean, the, our receivers are running by Russell Douglas, yeah. like their name was Flash. Uh, so any, any of those guys with a ridiculous quick twitch, long speed, he is not keeping up with them. And again, you're, you're seeing him get beat. Practice uh, in and out, you're hearing Rasul on the other end of getting torched. So, mm-hmm. But uh, th- the positives that came out of the defensive side of the ball was the defensive line was eating today, man. They were getting by. Brandon Graham really stood out today. Fletcher Cox was was just eaten. I guess per usual. Yeah, well, I mean, but like we want to see that. We don't we don't want to see them taking a step back, like or not a step back, but we want to see them shaking the rust off, getting in game mode, getting ready, bro. Yeah, I think even like the back end of like the defensive line, Hassan Ridgeway, a guy who was a gr- great pickup last last year. Right now, he's getting love from the team as well, and and his coaches at the moment. They really like what they're seeing from him. So nice to have great defensive tackle depth. Right. And uh, we were also discussing before the show, a guy that we kind of believe is flying under the radar. What do you think about Josh Wett and how much he can contribute this year? No, I think he's a great rotational piece. I think he's made flashes. I think, you know, I think his game is going to take another level this season. I think he's got a lot to prove. You know, you have Vinny Curry back in the mix. It might not have been the sexy pick, but Vinny Curry adds that element of depth, adds that element of veteran presence. He's been there. He knows what to do. And he, he did a, a solid job. It's it's not like what Vinnie Curry was bringing to the table. You know, it's not on the stat sheet as as always. You know, people are always looking at the stat sheet, but he, he did a he did a sound job. So I, I, I respect it. There's also Avery as well, Jannard Avery, mm-hmm. who is another guy that's in that rotational. He could be a threat on third down, rushing the quarterback. It'll be interesting how they use him. Right now, I think. Sweat, you know, he's an underrated guy. You know, I'm looking to see what he brings to the table. Mm-hmm. Another underrated guy potentially going to this season. We just drafted him, but we discussed him last night. Temple Zone, Sean Bradley, showing out again today in practice. Uh, he's, yeah. re- he's he's really, he's he's turning some heads, is he not? He's, yeah. show, he's showing that NFL-ready mentality. I mean, for the second uh, straight day in camp, He's laying the wood on somebody. Yesterday, it was Dallas Scatter. And then um, today, it was a huge hit on Deontay Burnett. The team went crazy. The defense got super hyped. And I think that's the kind of thing that, like, brings the team together. It shows the kind of confidence they have in him. The rookie is, you know, if the game is not looking too big for him, that's what you like to see. But his physicality, uh, his quickness, and him not looking – like the game is too big for him. Yeah, the, his his mentality, his mentality seems to be in the right spot. He was just noted saying that he doesn't look like he's intimidated or overwhelmed to be in there in the least. So, with that being said, out of a guy that we got day three, we we don't even know if he was gonna you know make the team this year. He looks like he could be a solid contributor. Yeah, I mean, speaking speaking of day three guys, John Hightower, he had a good day in camp today, making some nice catches. Had a nice deep ball from Wentz to close out. Yeah, and caught a nice pass from Jalen Hurts. Quez Watkins, again, he's flashing out there. How about year two with J-Jaw? J-Jaw, he practiced in limited fashion. Uh, I believe he did have a touchdown 
Yep. Nice red zone TD today. He's on the rebound right now. He's everyone's looking for something between John Hightower and Quez Watkins. Who do you think has the better shot at making the roster? I think, I think they both have a chance. It's the thing when we talked about the depth of this wide receiver class, I mean, these guys could have went higher in previous drafts, maybe around higher than where they went. There were so many options at wide receiver guys like these guys can slip. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they were known as burners. They were known as like sleepers. Like Hightower was a guy that uh, was be- being talked about in, in draft circles uh, mm-hmm. um, really early in, in the draft process. And the fact that we got him, I was excited, man. And then, like some people were like, they had no idea who Hightower was or had no idea who Watkins was. But I was like, those are the guys that possess the skill set we were looking for. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just have to show that they're more than just vertical threats. Right now, they're they're looking like they they belong out there. So that's that's the that's the positive. Speaking of guys that seem like a good fit for this team, uh, Jalen Hurts. Well, we discuss him a little bit. I, I mean, I don't want to. I, I know this is a very sensitive subject. Oh. Anytime we bring it up, it, people you know start feeling a certain way. But I mean, there was an interesting stat we were discussing today about how Hurts led all players in college football with 17 red zone touchdowns last year. That's more than any player, not just quarterback scale, any player. Period. So do you think that him down in the red zone, we've talked about it before. I don't really know if we see him and Wentz on the field at the same time, but do you think that that is starting to look like more of a possibility? No, I like you go back to like the, the RPO game and you look at Wentz in his ability to run the RPO game, which he can. But the thing is, when you think about it, do you really want to be doing that with your quarterback who's known to get nicked up on plays where he's running the ball? Right. The times that he's got injured, it's usually when he's trying to run the football in some aspect, whether it's trying to run outside the pocket. His rookie year, he got hurt in training camp. or But I think Jalen Hurts, he's a natural runner with the football in his hands. And that's the one thing that stands out about his game. If you go back and look at look at a lot of the runs that he had in, at Oklahoma, like he mm-hmm. just really just looks – like a fluid runner when, when he's hitting those holes, like when those passing lane, those running lanes open up while in the, in the passing game, that's where he he wins. He had a couple of rushing touchdowns down by the goal today. Definitely flashed as well. Um, and his speed, that's the thing that when you, you're looking at his game back there, he, he does have speed running the football. Right. And he's showing a tendency to take off and run pretty often. In I, mean, that, I mean, that's the element that you're, it's, it's not going to hurt. This offense. Do you fear, however, like say he's in the game and Carson Wentz is healthy, do you fear that our play calling can be predictable with having him out there? I think, you know, again, I, I've mentioned he can run the mesh concept. So he's familiar with that, that those kind of plays. Uh, they ran those at Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. So he, he's, and that's a staple of the Eagles offense. So he, he does know so, a part of the offense, I think, in terms of having that ability to, to take off and run and have his own package of plays, I think that's you, – you're just putting more on the plate of opposing defensive coordinators. Like now you have to think about defending not just Wentz, who's a beast in the in the red zone, but now you're, you're looking at a Jalen Hurts who might offer something some point of the season where you're going to have to be ready for that kind of quarterback. Yeah, it adds a completely different speed to the offense. The only thing I really do kind of in the back of my mind I'm fearing is that I think it's 
potentially possible that we can be predictable. Um, if we see him out on the field, I think that defense can kind of figure out what kind of play is going to be coming out. Well, I mean, look look at Taysom Hill. Like when they brought out Taysom Hill, they have his own package, and there's certain things that he brings to the table, uh, whether it's running the ball or in, even catching. Yeah. So I think it it just will keep defenses on their toes, and I think as Jalen Hurts develops as a passer. That's just better for us. I mean, you're, you're having a guy like if Nate Subfold is still on this roster, um, like he's been here, like, but I'm saying if he's, he's still on this roster, he hasn't shown you and separated to take that position. But yesterday had an equal amount of snaps. You're hoping Jalen Hurts takes over that second QB spot. But I think, you know, Sudfeld is there, penciled in for now, but you just want to see Hurts develop. And there's, mm-hmm. there's, there's nothing wrong with having a, a guy in the stables who can give you some versatility and bring another level uh, of his game that you might not see with Carson Wentz. Right. And uh, Eagles training camp isn't exactly everything that caught my eye today. There was something that came out of the Saints camp today. I'm not sure if you happened to catch it, but Nigel Bradham had some choice words. <laughs> you know, he's talking about his time with the Philadelphia Eagles and the Buffalo Bills. I'm going to play that real quick, and I want to hear what you have to say. So obviously you spent time in Buffalo and with the Eagles. What are your fir- What's your first impression of the culture of this team after spending a, a few days' practices with them? Um, it's it's a, a definitely a different kind of t- type of environment, a different culture, um, because the last two organizations I went to uh, wasn't really a winning organization. So when you come to a, a place where it's known for winning and known for being in the postseason, uh, you you see the different type of culture they have and the expectations that they have naturally uh, and what they expect out of you as a player. Interesting. Jim Schwartz said uh, about Nigel Bradham, he said, you do dumbass things, pretty soon you're going to be labeled a dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's pretty fitting. I mean, I think it's kind of a backhanded sort of statement to say that, uh, you know, we don't have a winning culture here when we put a ring on his finger. You know, I've had to put some respect on our name here, guy. I saw it like I didn't want to like, you know, that's one of my, one of my favorite moments of, you know, just being a fan is like being on the top of the shoulder of Nigel Bradham at, yeah. at Washington in uh, Philadelphia last season. But I, I you know, at, like when, when players move on, they move on and I try not to like, get butthurt over like the comments i mean it kind of seems to me like he maybe he's a little butthurt himself so that that could uh maybe because he didn't they didn't take him back exactly he talked about how him playing injured and then not getting the contract is kind of a little bit bitter about it and it's 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 weird because like i remember uh when they brought back nigel bradham and seeing how happy doug peterson was nigel was brought back so it is what it is uh, we had to, it looks like we're going to be waiting another day as well for the first Eagles fight to happen during training camp. I, I want to ask you, Gail, have you, have you ever, uh, when you played college ball, did you end up, end up getting in any scuffles with your own teammates? Uh, we had a shout out to a former teammate, uh, Adler LaFontaine. One of the, he was a dirty <laughs> cheap shot artist and he took out my own fellow receiver. Uh, he just went, went and tried to take his head off and... All the receivers went after the defensive backs, and we just started scuffling on the ground. And was just like, "Yo, it's your own teammate, bro." Yeah, like, there's there are, there are players that 
they lose it when they're on the field. They just go, you know, they go blank. When you're in that moment, Gail, are you, are the guys that are all involved in that fight, are they seeing red or are they thinking clearly enough to like, all right, I want to rough this guy up, but I don't want to hurt him because we need him this year. Like, so like there'll be one guy who's seeing red. The other guys are like, all right, we don't want to run after practice. And the other guys are like, Hey, we're, we're teammates here. Uh, but when you're trying to prove something, especially if you're a guy on the back end of the roster, Doing something like this, you either go two two ways. The team alienates you or the somebody, uh, you know, backs you because they like the way that you're aggressive and you're, you're fighting for your, your own. So, yeah. And if, and if the team ends up going against you, I guess you end up eating your lunch in your car like you're Namdi Asamoah. Yeah. I mean, are you trying to? You trying to get a fight out of some of these players? It's not that I enjoy seeing my own team fight, but when those stories come out, it's it's the I know the juices are pumping. I know they're getting ready for the season. They're getting in that mentality, that savage dog mentality. I don't want them to hurt each other, but it's not like it's the worst thing I see when I read those articles. If there's one player I'd want to get into a fight, it'd be Jordan Mailata. Um, oh, I'm you're trying to toughen him up a little bit? Toughen him up because the guy is the guy's been struggling. And right now it's looking like, you know, he might be on the roster bubble. He's really going to have to fight for that roster spot. I think Jack Driscoll right now has been standing out. And he got the co-sign from Brandon Graham. So if Brandon Graham says something, who's a savvy veteran, Jack Driscoll could be that guy pushing for that backup spot. So I, I think in terms of seeing some aggressiveness, I'd like to see that from Jordan Maylotta. Yeah. I mean, Jack Driscoll, he's a guy that he, he's played that position. He's been there. He went through college playing that position. And the Jordan Malata, it was an experiment. And sometimes experiments fail, man. This one doesn't seems like it's going to be fizzling out. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Let, let me ask you one more thing, Gail. When you after you had a grueling two a day practice, I want to know, first of all, what you be craving. What's up? We did three days, bro. Three a days. So after a, <laughs> after three a day practice. I would like to know, were you ever craving some Wendy's? So I just want to know if you and the uh, wide receiver boys are, are rolling squad deep to the Wendy drive-thru. It, it's randomly uh, at my college across the street was Wendy's. So I lived off Wendy's. And after Evan played this song for me, which he says he's been singing all day, all day long. Now I actually want to order Wendy's. I'm, uh, I'm craving a four for four, man. Give me a biggie fry with cheese sauce, bro. Um, <laughs> And they, like you know, you can dip your fries in the ice cream there too. That's oh, the frosties! That's that's a pro move, man. That is a pro move. I, I was looking at my teammates. I was like, "Where are y'all from? Are they doing it or they're not doing?" Oh, it? they were doing it. Oh, and you're I, not you're not a French fry in the frosty dipper. Well, they put me onto it. Okay, okay. And I was like, okay. You, it's one of those things you wouldn't really think is going to work, but it ends up working really well. Yeah, and uh, by the way, we're, we are not sponsored by Wendy's, um, but that song was so catchy. And uh, thankful for Evan for sharing. Yes. Uh, viral videos because that's you know friend if you're not, if your friends aren't sharing viral videos with you you really don't have friends. You should evaluate <laughs> the people that you you know surround, surround yourself with. <laughs> 
exactly. Absolutely. You know, on, on a day, like, I was excited for, like, the no-namers, man, out there, trying to make names for themselves. I think the one guy that's got me excited the most mm-hmm. right now is probably Sean Bradley. Yes! Yes! That's who I was going to say as well. You know? Yeah. I, I mean, it's a position of need. Yeah. Um, I'd say Rager, he's been doing exactly what I want him to do. He was a little bit more quiet today, but, uh, you know, looking at Quez Watkins and Hightower, I'm excited about what I've seen from them and heard about what they've been doing at practice. Other than- a little bit upset that I haven't heard much about Davian Taylor. That's a guy that I was yeah. ex- excited to join the team. I really enjoyed his speed, his ability to get from sideline to sideline. But Still raw, very, very raw. So in yeah. terms of that, I think from Jalen Hurts after the uh, two practices, uh, mm-hmm. I think uh, that's positive. You know, other than that, like just want to make sure everyone makes it through these practices healthy. They challenge each other and they push each other to be better. Absolutely. We've got Matt Pryor displaying some nice strength as well today, too, man. So all these like to build off what you're saying, all these depth guys that not the stars of the team, all these guys filling in and getting their reps in, displaying the strength, proving themselves on this roster. It's big. Yeah, I mean, like uh, at the end of the day, I'm not like I'm, I'm more concerned about the veterans the starters' health and their ability to, to take the reps and, and sit on the sidelines. But right now, I'm really looking at the, the, the depth of this roster and, and the, the young kids on the bubble and, and the breakouts. And that's exactly what I'm trying to look for. But, uh, you know, I feel bad for them because they, they haven't had all this time to develop like they normally would. Mm-hmm. To see, see some of these guys flash early. That's promising. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we're going to see more of that in the coming yeah. days. Any last words for uh, the fans out there before we get out let's, of here? Let's get some more Temple boys. Sean Bradley, I mean, I think we need to load this entire roster up with some Philly boys. We've got Will Parks. We've got Sean Bradley. Let's let's just load them up with Philly boys. Yeah, I mean, that's it's, it's exciting, dude. And um, I think Sean Bradley is going to start a Sean Bradley hive shortly. I think we are on the cusp of a Sean Bradley hive coming in. I, I know the ladies are, are you know, all over Sean Bradley right now on the timeline. Eagle Eagle uh, fans are timeline needs a mop. The 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 women are <laughs> out there, you know, posting. I love Sean Bradley. This maybe it's because he's a local. Maybe. maybe. Well, he, he's already like the, the ability for that Sean Bradley hive to really take off. Really is pretty strong in the fact that he's already been in the city for years. And then and then again, it's the it's the underdog man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the city where. They love the underdog, and Bradley right now is he's winning people over. Absolutely. Uh, it's exciting to see. Yeah. Well, that's all for me and Evan talking training camp. We'll be back very soon talking uh, future training camp practices. Uh, but we will see you guys in the next one. And as always, fly, Eagles, fly. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.